I was six years old. I held tightly on to my father's hand. He was my hero. He was a giant. He was invincible. It was my grandfather's funeral, my mother's father. Suddenly, my whole earth shook as a tear hit the ground. I looked up to see my hero, and there were tears in his eyes. I asked him, Daddy, why are you crying? And he told me, I'm crying because mommy is sad. That was the first time I made a connection in my mind what love was. To me, love was being sad for the person who is sad. When you love somebody, you are sad for them. When they feel sadness, you feel sadness. I loved my father. I idolized my father. I thought he could do no wrong. When I was almost 10, my parents decided to become missionaries in Mexico and go help out with an orphanage. So my dad put in his notice and my mom packed up the house and moved to Mexico ahead of time. My mom had eight children at the time. And when we got to Mexico, we showed up to this house and it had no electricity and no running water. We had to use an outhouse, which was my first experience with one. Um, it wasn't those blue outhouses. It was a wooden outhouse with a hole carved in the floor. And that's what you sat on, a wooden board that had a hole carved into it. I remember being so afraid of falling down the outhouse. That was traumatic. I also remember that the mission gave my mom a van to use, and it was a red van. And the bottom was so rusty. It was raining season when we moved to Mexico. And when my mom would drive over a mud puddle, <laughs> the mud would shoot up into the vehicle with us. It was a crazy adventure at the time. But now that I look back and I see what my mom went through, I am, I'm mind blown that my mom even went through that, especially with eight kids. And I think my little brother must have been like three months old. So it was a pretty crazy experience. But when my dad got there, he came to save the day. My dad could fix anything. And I think that's a beautiful gift that I received from him because I was his little gopher and I would follow him around and hand him all his tools when he was working. And I think just handing him tools, I learned so much and now I can fix anything. I think what I've learned from my father is anyone can do anything if they believe that they can. You just got to do it. So that's something I'm very thankful for. I remember he got there and he started to fix everything. The first thing he did was put doorknobs on the doors. I held all the tools for him and handed him everything. I held the keys to the new doorknob. I remember I put it in my mouth because I liked the taste of the metal ring on the tip of my tongue. Next, he went into the bathroom and fixed the toilet. We finally had running water pulled the little handle down to flush the toilet. And as he did, I yelled, wow, I was so excited. And as I yelled, wow, the ring slipped from my mouth and flushed down the toilet, the new keys to the doorknob that he had just installed and he had brought from the United States. You would think my dad would have fl flown into a rage, but he didn't. He just 
put his hand on his forehead and said, Tabitha, (laughs) I never remember my father being disrespectful to me as a child. I never remember him yelling, screaming, losing his temper. I remember him being the voice of reason. I remember him being calm. I remember my father with so much admiration as a young child. Anything my father said, I thought was the word of God. I thought my father was God's gift to man. And as I grew, my admiration only grew for him. He was my inspiration. And now that I'm an adult and I know my father's flaws and his faults, I can't help but be so grateful to my mother because she was the buffer for my father. My father was very intelligent, but he was socially awkward. But I didn't realize that because my mother made him a hero for all of us. So every good thing my dad had, he was able to bestow on us because we were unaware of his social rarities. And um, we didn't realize that till we were adults. When I was an adult, my father had an affair on my mother. And I'm not going to share all the details because I feel that it would be disrespectful to my mother. But it was an ugly affair. And that is when my whole world changed. I promised myself that I would not get emotional recording this podcast, but I guess I still have a lot of emotion, which is only normal. When my father had his affair, my whole world changed. My whole worldview changed. And now, in retrospect, it was the most wonderful thing that ever has happened to me. But anyone around me could probably couldn't stand being around me because my anger and my bitterness towards my father was just oozing from every pore of me. You couldn't have a conversation with me without me telling you how upset I was with my father and how disappointed I was in him. So many of my friends have had to listen to me rant and rave about my father. But I would never take that back because I needed to go through all that to get to where I am now. The other day I was talking to someone and I was listening to them and I felt so happy for them, that they were telling me their problem because we have to voice our problem. This podcast is about my journey to forgiveness, to forgiving my father. I couldn't stand my father after he had his affair. In fact, my father had cancer in his lymph glands when my son was nine months old. My son is now 16 years old. So we all went for him to have his surgery and they, between three surgeons, they operated on him. An oncologist, a plastic surgeon and a neurosurgeon in Mexico, because in the United States, they said that the surgery was too invasive and that he should just go home and die. So we all flew to Mexico. The whole family went to be with him when my son was nine months old and he had the surgery. They, it was successful. And for six months, they did radiation on his head. When I went back to visit my parents after that, uh, 
I immediately could tell my father was a different man. The first thing that I noticed about my father is that he became extremely emotional. He would fight with his teenagers. I'm the third oldest of 11 biological children, and my parents also have legally adopted seven more. So I have a lot of younger siblings. So when I went home to visit, I immediately noticed how emotional my father was, and I had never experienced him in that way. But I didn't think anything of it. My father would get checked every six months and his cancer was gone. Eight years ago, I lived in Phoenix. I was pregnant with my fifth child, Chanel. I woke up in the morning to find my phone full of missed calls from my siblings. It had come out that my father had had an affair on my mother. And my family went into an uproar. It actually split my family in half because half were of the mindset that we should just forgive my father and move forward, and half were so disappointed and angry and wanted to hold on to that. My mother and father split up for a year, and there was extreme family trauma because of the split, because we had always been such a close family. Um, my daughter was born. And life went on. And then it came out that my father had his cancer, had come back. And he got so sick, he was extremely sick. My mom ended up going back with him after a year of separation. And I think that she felt like she needed to take care of him because he was so sick. I was cordial to my father at that time. But I was so angry. I felt like he wasn't truly repentant of his actions. And he began to seem like a crazy man to me. I think um, I mourned the loss of my father before my father ever actually passed. But in those years leading up to his death, my relationship with him was extremely estranged. Every time I would go around him, I was cordial. I wasn't rude, but I also wasn't loving or affectionate. It seemed like all the work and all the investment into me and my life was nullified by his action and his continuous crazy mindset and his pride and his lack of um, feeling any kind of remorse for what he had done. I feel like he justified his actions and was probably to him the light of his life, what he had done. And in my mind, I felt like he had got away with murder. It was so crazy because it was like someone took over my father's body and some other person was living in his body. Like there was an imposter, a person that I didn't even know or recognize. And... It was actually painful to be around my father. I hated it. I didn't want to think of my father that way. And I was so angry. And all his actions were completely against how he had raised me to be. I was so angry with him. And I was angry with my mother for going back with him. My mother took very good care of my father. And he seemed to be doing better. 
Then in 2019, in the November of 2019, my father had a diagnosis that he would probably live for three more months. We went down to visit my family and to supposedly say our goodbyes to my father. But when I saw my father, how he acted, I couldn't even stand him. He was so entitled. He acted like a two-year-old child that everybody needed to cater to and give him whatever he wanted. He had such a bad attitude, and I felt like he was so rude to my mother. I was very cordial with him, but I I wasn't even sure. Is my father really going to die? Like, How could someone who's on the doorstep of death have such a bad attitude, especially after everything he's put my mom through? I remember that trip leaving and going home and just feeling like, okay, that's it. I'll probably never see my father again and I'm okay with it because he doesn't deserve for me to any kind of sadness for his loss because he doesn't deserve my emotion. I know you're probably thinking like, wow, how immature of you, how cold of you. How could you feel that about your father? But I did. And that's the truth. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So I went home and I went on with my life, waiting for the news that my father was going to die. And I thought that I would be okay with that. That when he died, I would be relieved and we wouldn't have to deal with this crazy man ruining the image of our father and making my mom go through so much heartache. So in January of 2021, I'm sorry, I said it was November of 2019 that I went to visit him, but I was wrong. It was actually the November of 2020. So in January of 2021, I got a call from my mother, and she said that my father was in the hospital in California, and that he had fainted at a CVS pharmacy and they had to call the ambulance. He had gone into a coma and he probably wasn't going to wake up from his coma. That we could say goodbye to him in a message and she could play it for him while he was in his coma, but he most likely was not going to live till the next day. The emotions I was expecting did not happen. I was instantly filled with remorse. I remember I went into a closet because I didn't want to scare my children. And I began to weep. My father was passing away and I hadn't forgiven him. He had given me so many good gifts and I had acted unfairly to him. I remember praying to God to give me one more chance to forgive my father. I promised God that if he gave me one more chance, I would forgive my father completely. My father ended up waking up from his coma because they gave him a hormone, but they told my mom that the hormone would destroy his organs and that he would be dead in seven weeks. Because it was 2021 and COVID rules were so harsh, my mother and father decided to go back to Mexico so that he could have hospice at home so that we could all go say goodbye to him. I packed up my kids and headed to Baja. My husband 
was working in North Dakota at the time. When I got to my mom's house and saw my father, I was disgusted by him. He was rotting. He, my feelings towards him were still bad. But I remembered my promise and I went to my father and I remember hugging him was like putting your feet in like muddy water. Like when the mud squishes between your toes. It was so uncomfortable and unpleasant because of all my resentment that I had carried for him for so long. And I went to my father and I hugged him and I pushed through that icky feeling. And just like you get used to the mud that squishes between your toes, I got used to being familiar with my father in those last days. At first, it took self-control to be close to him and to care for him. But by the time he passed away, he was like a newborn baby to me. Because my father's cancer had metastasized to all his organs, especially his lungs, they would fill up with fluid and he would have to be turned over so they could be, it could be drained out. Otherwise, he would have drowned which they warned us was going to happen. And we were going to have to hold his hand while he drowned in his own fluids. Every day I would mentally prepare myself to hold my father's hand as he drowned and to be brave enough to just be there with him. We all discussed it and we talked about it and we decided that I would be the one who would hold him. And because I am strong, I would flip him every 30 minutes in the last three days that he was living. In that time, he was angry with me because it hurt because he had cancer all in his, probably in his spine, everywhere. So anytime we would move him, it was extremely painful for him. I could tell he was angry with me. When he was conscious, when I first arrived, he would act like a little baby. And I remember one time I told him, why are you being so ungrateful? Everyone has to die and you're so lucky because we're here with you and we're taking care of you and we love you. And not every person has this luxury. And my sister came in after me and he cried to her and told her how I scolded him and scolded him. I think at that point I realized I wasn't dealing with my father. I was dealing with a small child. His mind no longer worked and I was holding resentment towards someone who no longer had the mental capacity that I was judging him for. He was no longer himself. And in that moment, I realized I'm dealing with a child and I'm going to treat him like a child and love him like a child. From then on, I didn't take any of his insults or his back talk or anything he said. I didn't take it personal. I realized I'm not dealing with my father. This is somebody else in my father's body. And we cared for him for seven weeks, just like the doctor said. And three days before the seven weeks, he got so sick, he couldn't talk. He couldn't swallow. Three days before he passed away, he stopped drinking water. And I told my father, I forgive you. I forgive you. I don't know if my dad could hear me speaking to him or not. 
in those three days. But I remember on the second night when I went to sleep, crawled into bed, I think at four in the morning, and I prayed to God and I said, if you can hear me, please take my father while he sleeps. Please take him quickly. Don't allow me to go through the agony of holding my father while he drowns. I think that was my worst fear. And at seven o'clock that morning, we got a message on the family group that my father had passed away. He passed away peacefully in his sleep. My mom walked out of the room to bring dishes to the sink. And when she came back, there was silence. No more death rattle. My father had passed away peacefully. I thank God every time I think of my father's passing for sparing me that atrocity. In the days following my father's death, I wondered if my father was angry with me, if he understood why I had to move him, if he heard me tell him I forgave him and he understood what I was talking about. Which seems so silly to me now because I don't think my father needed me to forgive him. I think I needed to forgive my father for me. My father never apologized or changed his attitude. He was always himself. But the forgiveness wasn't for him. It was for me. I thank God all the time for the luxury of having the opportunity to forgive my father and to care for my father in his last days. By the time my father died, I felt so much affection and love for him, and I'm so grateful for that. And it wasn't because he changed his attitude. It was because I changed my attitude. And I could run out and tell everybody, forgive this person and forgive that person. But honestly, the more I think about this whole situation with my father, the more I realize I had to go through everything that I went through to get to the point that I was. And I don't know what you're going through or who you need to forgive, but you must go through your resentment before you can go through your forgiveness. I know that our resentment is something important. I can't eliminate my resentment that I felt for my father, and I don't want to either. What he did was wrong, and his actions were wrong. And I don't regret feeling the resentment that I did feel or the anger. There was a lot of injustice. There was a lot of wrong that happened. And I don't take back any of my feelings. But I'm happy that I was able to finish my process before he passed away. And I was able to close that chapter in myself before he passed away. I did forgive my father. And when I did, it was like my whole world opened up to me again and my energy became good again. And my growth was exponential. That was the most painful thing I've ever been through in my life. And it was the most beautiful, productive thing that has ever happened to me. Like I said in my other podcast, when my father finally passed away, and I held his hand, I realized his journey was all about him 
It wasn't about me at all. It was about him. That was his journey. And he went through whatever he went through for himself and his creation. And it had nothing to do with me. And I'm so thankful that he was my father. And I'm thankful for all the gifts he gave me. Honestly, when I mourn my father, I don't mourn the loss of my father. I mourn for my father. I mourn that such an excellent man destroyed his reputation. I mourn that he lost the respect of his children. I mourn that such a diligent person in the end ended up so despised by all the people around him. I don't mourn that he passed. I think I mourned the passing of my father the day I found out he had an affair. That's when I lost my father. That's when I felt like someone took over my father's body and was an imposter. But as the years passed, I realized that was my father as well. That was my father. And I'm okay with everything. I'm okay. That was his journey, and that's what he had to go through. And I'm not here to judge my father. I'm here to learn from his mistakes and build on his successes. And whatever he went through, that's him, and that's his journey. I think that's what forgiveness is. It's not saying what you did wasn't wrong. And it's not saying I'm okay with what you did. It's saying what you did is on you and you have to deal with that. But I'm not going to hold on to that because I want my hands wide open for all the good, all the beautiful, all the wonderful and all the growth that is waiting for me. And I can't afford to hold on to bitterness because it doesn't serve me. It doesn't. But you have to go through your journey to find that point. You have to deal with your resentment. You have to deal with it. And no one can tell you to just forgive. But let me tell you that when you do find your path to forgiveness, you also find freedom. And I hope you push through if you're going through resentment until you find freedom because it is so sweet. It is so wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was helpful to you in some way. I hope that you can learn from my mistakes and my experiences and hopefully save you a little bit of bumps. Thank you so much for all your feedback, love, and support. I honestly am overwhelmed by all the incredible feedback that I've received. I hope to continue to create content that is helpful to my audience. Feel free to contact me at Diary of a Reluctant Mother on Instagram. I would love to hear from you and get to know you. Until next time, I wish you so much growth and happiness.